So let's see. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's these situations that where they may know their abuser, right? And are betrayed by that abuser. And I just, I can't imagine how frightening and confusing, you know, that would be to an animal. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just open the chat, although I don't know if I want another something in the, uh, I see there's some stuff in the chat and I always kind of want to keep an eye out for anything, but we'll, we'll, we'll have time for Q and A at the end too. Um, so, oh, can, can people still hear me? I hope so. Uh, it says the speaker, move your microphone closer. I'll speak up. Hopefully that is not a problem anymore. Uh, it was a little while ago, um, but I hope you can hear me. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, you know what, let me check my volume. Yeah. My volume's up. All right. Hopefully you can hear me. Okay, so going on, let's see. Oh, this is a really important point that I want to throw in here. And, you know, that is that just to finish up the small farm thing, just because it's a small farm, just because it's a family farm or has some label like family or you've met the rancher at the farmer's market or whatever, uh, that doesn't mean that, that, that first of all, there weren't numerous industry standard cruelties, you know, all those cruelties that they just have to have, that they inherently have to have, that's just universal to making the product profitable. You know, things that they can't circumvent even if they wanted to, even if they wanted to, uh, you know, they, they have to separate the babies at birth. They have to take the, the dairy cows babies away because they have to sell that milk. You know, so there's these inherent cruelties that they really just, you know, have to do, uh, even if they wanted to not do that, they wouldn't be able to have a profitable product. Uh, you know, things like slaughtering the animals at a very young age, you can't retire the animals. It costs money. You know? uh, they have to have the new young animals coming in. Uh, and so, you know, they're slaughtered at a very young age separated, uh, castrated, all the, these horrible inherent cruelties. And then on top of that, it also doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't abused. I mean, there, I heard horror stories uh, the, when I was researching for my first book about workers that were, that would, you know, kick and punch and, and, you know, do horrible things to these animals, even with labels like small scale, even well, not that's not a label, but even on small scale farms and labels like humane or or uh, family farm, uh, and you know, also another huge point is that big ag does this as well. You know, it's not just small scale; it's not just a small farm. Big Ag uses these labels as well. Big Ag absolutely uses these labels. Uh, they are, you know, constantly using this kind of marketing. They will have certified humane, all of those certifications. You know, I, I use examples in the book, in my chapter, in my introduction and in my chapter of Butterball Turkey, uh, uh, Tillamook uh, Dairy, uh, Fairlife Dairy. And these are all situations where there have been, I think most of them are situations where there have been undercover investigations, undercover investigators, these brave 
people uh, that go undercover in these places with a camera, you know, and they will take video. Uh, they'll work for a few weeks at these places and take video of what's going on. And just really, really heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching uh, uh, tales of, um, uh, of, of what's going on, you know, and I, I don't want to get too graphic. I try not to get too graphic because it can, it can get awful, uh, these, what you hear um, about and what you see in these videos, right? So, uh, but suffice it to say, they are not living a, a happy life. They are not uh, living in a humane way. Uh, and it's really heart-wrenching. So the big in industrial uh, players, they are using these labels as well. It is certainly not limited to uh, small operations and small scale. Uh, so it's kind of this, this, this industry trend across the board to use this labeling and, and to use this language to really make people feel better about what's going on, right? Because they're learning, and they're hearing about these things, they're seeing videos. And so the industry really has to um, try to use this stuff to appease them. All right, so let's talk about the chicken industry and how chickens are raised. I'm gonna kind of get into uh, how the humane hoax is different from, or, you know, how, how they're saying it's different from, but how it's really not from conventional farming. So this, what are we seeing here? We are seeing what should be a natural way for a chicken to come into the world, right? A mother hen, a, a soft, cushy nest. She's sitting on the eggs. Uh, do you know that actually chickens and, uh, um, and their eggs, uh, mama hens and their eggs can, can actually communicate Vocally, they cluck and coo to each other. Uh, the eggs ha can actually, the little chicks inside can cluck and coo, cluck and coo, and they talk to one another even before they're hatched, which I think is just so amazing and, and endearing and uh, very, very loving. But this is completely eradicated, completely erased, completely, you know, not what is happening in uh, any kind of egg farming and flesh uh, farming, the farming of flesh, the animal, uh, chickens for their flesh. Uh, th this, is, this does not happen. <laughs> uh, this is the reality. The chicks are born in hatcheries, industrial hatcheries and metal drawers where they are just crowded in there, never feel the love of a mother, mother hen, never feel uh, a warm nest. They are immediately thrown onto conveyor belts and in machinery and tossed around by the workers. On the right here, this is sexing the babies where they are uh, determining by feel whether they're male or female, tossing them into the different shoots. The females, this is the egg laying strand of chicken. So for the egg layers, they have been so genetically manipulated to lay so many eggs well beyond their natural capacity uh, they, they just really, really, it taxes their body. They lay so many eggs. Uh, and the males don't grow fast enough to be profitable for meat, for their flesh. So they're a waste product of the industry. And they throw away these baby males by the billions. 
the baby males are tossed into the garbage alive. They're tossed into dumpsters outside of the, uh, the hatcheries to, uh, to, to um, you know, suffocate on the weight of their brothers, die of dehydration, exposure, or they may be ground up alive. Uh, some of them go down these conveyor belts into maceration machines, which are just kind of huge blenders with these metal uh, blades that just grind them up alive to be used for products, for fertilizer, stuff like that. Uh, just horrific, horrific stuff. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I don't want to stay on that picture for too long, but just to think about this, these are babies. These are, these are, you know, sweet, innocent babies that we view in our society as this image of gentleness and love. And we see them at Easter and in the springtime, you know, on, on imagery, on our cards and marketing and stuff like that. And to think that this is happening, that they're being killed on such a massive scale by the billions is it's just unfathomable to me. Uh, and again, this happens no matter the label. This is where the small scale, the uh, even the backyard chicken farmer is getting their chickens. They are buying their chickens from these hatcheries. So even if you're buying at the buying chicks at the feed store or on Craigslist or whatever, or at the farmer's market, you're getting buying your eggs at the farmer's market or at a you know cage-free label. They're all the chicks are funneled through this industry. All the chicks come from these horrible hatcheries that are killing billions of chicks. So there's no way to get away from this if you are producing eggs in some way. All right. So, so I used to live in Sonoma County, California. Uh, I lived there for many, many years, my whole adult life, really. And there is a lot of this small scale operations going on out there. And I now live in Oregon. I moved up to Oregon just uh, very recently this year. Uh, but I lived in Sonoma County for many, many years. And I was really lucky that that I actually decided to do uh, on-site research, like an on-site um, going to these farms. Uh, I actually decided to do that. And, and, and that was like 12 years ago, about 12, 15 years ago. And I was lucky that I was able to do that at that time because you can't do that now. <laughs> you really can't do it now. Uh, I was, you know, there, there's now because of people like me that went up and started asking questions and other people that went up and started rescuing animals, uh, you know, that we really can't, they, they're, they're so tight with security now that you're really not able to do it anymore. But I was, and I did, and I just walked right up to these cage-free chicken farming places and, you know, organic dairy and all of that. I would just walk right up and just kind of look around, take pictures, ask questions. Uh, and it was interesting, you know, how, how different, the different reactions I got. And sometimes I would have a worker or even the owner just kind of show me around and we would have a long conversation uh, or I would get, you know, thrown out quickly. They'd get my number right away and say, you know, get out of here. And I would just leave. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, interesting stuff. But this is what I found when I went around and, and unfortunately I didn't get great pictures because again, this was 12 years ago and I, the, the camera, I don't even know if I used a camera phone. Now I think about it, I might've just used a camera camera, but of course the quality was really bad, uh, but I got some pictures. So anyway, 
for a chicken farm, when you walk up to a chicken farm, this is in the Sonoma County area, this is the kind of, uh, of picture, uh, I'm sorry, signs that you would see. You would see keep out, you know, biosecure area, trying to keep you from coming in. Uh, and really there was no way to know that it was a chicken farm uh, other than I knew, uh, I figured it out because there was no signage or anything, uh, but, uh, but, I, but I knew what was going on. And so this is typically what you would see. Again, you're seeing those, those keep out signs. You see these you know, rows and rows of barns, the big, long, windowless barns. Uh, and what you didn't see was chickens, <laughs> right? You didn't really see chickens, uh, even though there were sometimes tens of thousands of chickens on these farms, you rarely saw a chicken. And so I would go up to these places and, and, and peer in, and I never got, unfortunately, a good picture peering in because it's so dark, it was so dark in there, and I didn't have a good quality camera. But this, I didn't take this picture, but this is typically what I would see. And this is a just typical cage-free uh, egg farm, egg, egg building. Now, how the egg industry farms uh, birds in a commercial situation generally, usually now is with the battery cages, right? The battery cages where they're stacked on top of each other, they're crammed into these tiny cages. It, it would be like living your whole life in a crowded elevator. You know, it's really, really tight and uncomfortable. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a horrible situation. And really, arguably, I would say for many years for us, it, it's been the uh, uh, kind of what we've used as like the worst of the worst. It's the worst thing. These battery cages, these poor hens are enduring in these battery cages, right? We've, we've, as, as an animal advocacy movement, we've really harped on this. And so the industry responded and the industry came up with cage-free farming, okay? Uh, so cage-free farming is the new, our new way of farming hens for eggs. And it's really taken off. We see cage-free eggs everywhere. And I'll start by saying that, yes, absolutely, getting the birds out of the cages is a good thing. You know, I, I would never say that it's not a good thing any, any slight improvement in their life, you know, has, has got to be uh, good. However, unfortunately, the reality for the birds is essentially unchanged. They're just in a big cage now with thousands of birds in these windowless warehouses. It's called a floor system operation. And it's actually the same way that we raise chickens for their flesh. This is the exact same way that we raise chickens for their flesh. And we've said that that has been cruel for many, many years. Uh, so nothing has really changed there. They've just gotten the birds out of the cages and thrown them into these, you know, windowless warehouses where they are so crowded. They're on top of each other. They don't have any personal space or room. They don't see the light of day. They aren't able to, you know, uh, have a moment in the sun or, or do a little dust bath like they love. They, you know, there's so many things that they connect with the earth with and they peck around and they need, they need stimulation and a life 
this is not a life for them. You know, it's, it's, it's just a miserable existence. The ammonia builds up in there, the ammonia from their waste where they can barely breathe and they're breathing in this ammonia. It gets, uh, it, it causes uh, burning, ammonia burn in their throat, in their mouths, in their, uh, in their lungs. It's, <laughs> it's just awful. And what's frustrating, right? is that while, again, it's good that we've gotten them out of the cages, certainly, um, you know, all the welfare issues for these birds seems to funnel through this one label, right? These two words, cage-free, right? And now all the other issues that they face, all these things I've been talking about from the hatchery to the horrible existence to the slaughter, are erased that they they're they don't exist they're not um they're not seen they're not known they are uh you know er just erased from the picture uh and they're not acknowledged right and so this label is incredibly misleading it's incredibly misleading from the beginning of their lives to the end there is cruelty beyond the cage uh, and, you know, people see this label and they think that the birds are living a stress-free, wonderful life. And that is not the truth. That is very far from the truth. And so we have to keep educating on these labels. And that's why I wrote this book, so that we could expose this hoax. Mm -hmm.